What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Clutch Crew Sports. My name is Zach. I'm the lead host. As my co-hosts were talking, they still can't get over this obnoxious-looking crown and trophy that I have on my page, but I love it. It's staying there. It's, 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 not, the, it's not the trophy. It's the crown. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the placement of the trophy. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, yeah, they're just jealous, that's all. What's going on, guys? Eric here. I don't know if I'm glad to be here in this episode since I'm getting roasted in it, but nevertheless, uh, hope you guys enjoy it and just don't laugh at me too hard, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Connor. I'm the co-host with the most, and I'm not very excited to be getting roasted here, but I'm excited to do this mock draft because I got to defend my title of having the best mock draft from last year so i'm excited what's up guys it's nate here and like what connor said i'm not not looking forward to what's going to be in this roast here but i'm definitely looking forward to uh sitting down and doing a mock draft for the first time uh this off season so it should be a fun one actually right. sports that's right we <laughs> yeah. are yeah this is gonna be a, a live sporting event thing that we'll be covering uh, should be a lot of fun. We do have a mock draft planned, but obviously this whole month we've been trying to get more subscribers for our YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, all of our podcast channels. And as we did back in November, we did a challenge. Whoever got the most subscribers would win a roast. They could get to roast everybody else. And the final results came in a couple weeks ago. And of course, I finished them first. I won the roast with 38 new subscribers. Eric came in a very, very distant second. It was literally decided in the final minutes of midnight before April. With He only had 37 subscribers, so one less than me. <laughs> well, I was say, did you realize when you said distant that like that means far away? <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> um, but I Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, that one subscriber. It's a one whole person, guys. That's a, that's a human being you're, you're discounting there. <laughs> um, but the, the people... If, that, mine, if mine is distant, what do you call Connor and Nate's? They're, they're, they're light years yeah. away. <laughs> it takes, the, it takes the, the light from the sun. That's, that's the distance it's uh, to cross the galaxy. That's, eight minutes? <laughs> no, the, it, it, it's eight minutes for the galaxy? Oh, I thought you meant from the sun to earth. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and now we're getting all scientific. Yeah, we are. <laughs> but uh, this roast was a good one, I think. Before we play it, you guys have all got a chance to listen to it. Um, after we play it, no spoilers, we won't spoil it. After we play this roast, you guys, I'll let you each say something about yourself getting roasted that maybe you disagree with or maybe something that you want to admit deserves roasting or just your overall impressions of your part of the roast so all right guys enough talking let's play the roast first things first i'm gonna try and not make this lame y'all know that nate's intros are a little like ronnie 2k now nate's not a big numbers guy so i organized the rest of his roast in a way you can understand all that empty space on his intro and only three measly pictures. Nate, you made this roast track way too easy. Now here's for the ones, hope you can understand. 
One cent in revenue made last month. That's really pathetic. I still wish your intro slide was a little more aesthetic. Time for the zeros, your favorite number. Got zero subscribers in March. You're making this a perfect storm. Never even been in a guest episode with Aaron Swarm. Now I'm still not done with Nate. He's a big goofball taking L's. His Twitter bio thinks Clutch Crew Sports is on Mixer. We're not on Mixer, but there's quite a few more things you need to fix her. Like your sports head football power rankings and your Patriots pictures are quite the stinker. Nate, I want to make this final, but you can't even make it to Final Jeopardy. Now let me say a thing or two about my oldest cuz. My man balled so hard in 2K, he needed KD and Kawhi to beat Bobon. What was worse, getting torched by Brissette like a brisket? Or was it all those times in Madden 19 my Vikings crushed your bears? I thought you knew sports better, but I was wrong. All that time you were in college football episodes, you didn't belong. I'm still waiting for you not to finish last in Sports Jeopardy. That time you knew more about sports than me is a distant memory, big bro. Baller on a budget should be renamed to Crawler on a Nugget. It's going to take you longer to make your podcast than for the Thunder Big 3 to split. Ranting is supposed to be your thing, but I'd call it more like you just throwing a fit. Compared to this, your old roast looks quite weak. Even when you get your predictions right, you big sneaky. Called the Warriors to win the finals, but picked the Raptors to win every game? Did you even get an education? You might be able to wipe your ass tonight, but you can't wipe your losing reputation. When we say for Eric Peace, it's because we're wishing you goodbye. Bye. One more, and I've saved the best for last. Don't know if I address you as Connor or Lockfail. Not even average in locks, which is what you're known for. That's quite frail. Tried to take over Twitch and SB, called you a bitch. Knocking off Eric's boom roasted on Twitch like a toaster pastry fart, trying to knock off a Pop Tart. Good thing I'm gonna lock you to never win a roast. I'll never have to hear you boast. You winning a roast is as likely as you to watch Space Jam. Three subscribers a month? Ain't gonna win you shit, man. Mr. Lockvale is also the fakest fan I know. Calls himself a Hornets fan and hasn't even watched a game this year? Good luck standing up after that blow. Made Clutch Crew Sports look silly when you picked the Packers to beat the 49ers on Stacy's show. Matt Ryan MVP? Falcon Super Bowl? Man, quit with the foolishness. These predictions are as sloppy as a sloppy Joe. While yes, this roast has been corny, still more original than all your six tweets in 2020. We're back. Uh, so now that the roast is played, obviously quite a different take on the roast um, than Eric's original roast, For that's for sure. But I'll start with Nate, who was roasted first um in my my roast track nate what did you what did you think of your part of the roast and uh just just tell us your thoughts about it when you first heard it (laughs) it was (laughs) definitely i must admit i must give it to you it was pretty fire there with the uh the beat and the rhymes and all that all planned out definitely different uh kind of take on that but um yeah it was pretty (laughs) definitely Mostly it was kind of accurate. I didn't know Mixer was, um, I, I thought we were on there for some reason. So definitely got to clear that out of my bio. Um, so definitely an informative, uh, 
roast as well. That's good. That's good. And you will, you will, you will one day be on an episode with Aaron Swarm, by the way. Yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah. All right, Eric. What about your part of the roast? Any? What do you have to say about it? Yeah. So, I mean, I I agreed that you definitely went uh, a little bit deeper and more in depth than I did when I did when I got to do the roast. Uh, I definitely give props for the amount of detail and time that you spent doing that. Uh, for something I agree on, I will admit with the Baller on a Budget podcast that has been very slowly crawling along. I will take the L on that one. That is still going to happen, but I <laughs> I do blame coronavirus for that. But that's been a big reason why I have not been able to yet, but it will happen. Uh, the, the thing I disagree with, though, was the meeting uh, Kawhi and KD to beat Boban. I think there was a little resentment on your part with that one because I remember you were very jealous when I was able to sign Kevin Durant in free agency. You like left the party. Oh, I'm going to bed. You won't be able to sign him. And, <laughs> and so I, I might've done that. I think you were just a little jealous that I was able to clear the cap space to sign him and get to all, you know, two superstars on my team. So I, 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 while it, while it was accurate, I did need both of them. I, there was a little bit of jealousy with that one, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I did, well. and I did win. The, I did still win. I even though I had to get both of them, I still won. Yeah, <laughs> but, but Boban, he he did give you the fits, though. I'll, I'll say that. Yeah, Boban. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I just I could not. He every time I'm like, okay, I stopped him, and then freaking Boban's grabbing the rebound. I'm like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> he caused a lot of headaches for Eric. Uh, that's for sure. It went to, I think that series went to six games though. So it was like, yeah, it was a competitive series nonetheless. And I, I did have some good players like Dame and, and Kemba Walker coming off the bench actually. But, um, but yeah, it was, it was a competitive fun series, but yeah, that team was really stacked, Eric. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, moving along to Connor, the final part of the roast, Connor, what do you have to, uh, <laughs> To say, what were your feelings with your part of the roast? Well, I'll definitely say that out of the three of us, I probably got off the easiest. I didn't feel like I got terribly <laughs> roasted. Um, I mean, I, I'm sure I've made it widely known that my predictions about the Falcons last year were just god-awful. I mean, looking back on that, I definitely should have thought that one through a little bit more I mean I can at least hang my head on the fact that I was not the only one that thought that they were going to win the NFC South at least Zach yeah. thought, you know uh-huh. with me there but me picking Matt Ryan as MVP and them going to win the Super Bowl was pretty pretty ambitious um and I think with the the one thing I kind of disagreed a little bit with was the locks because unfortunately like even though i'm technically below 500 right now i should be at 500 because more than likely Giannis was going to win the mvp by now but with the whole nba season being suspended um that it hasn't been announced or anything yet Mm -hmm. so and honestly that probably would have been the one that i could hang my head on the most as like my most like my best prediction ever yeah since i i did that like at the beginning of the season so but I mean, it was it was it was good, but I definitely think I got off the easiest out of the three of us. <laughs> you did, you did. I'll be honest. Um, coming up with yours took probably the most time. I was Nate and Eric. I was much more. Whenever I was thinking of the ideas before I started to write it, I was uh, coming up with ideas for them a lot quicker than you. 
But uh, but the, the Hornets fan <laughs> part I really like though because you do have a picture on your intro slide of a of a Hornets player taking a shot here. And you never <laughs> even watched the, you never watched the game this year of uh, of your Hornets play. So I wanted to. I did want to shout that out a little bit. People might not know. <laughs> I guess it was just my my uber low expectations. I didn't want to see them get destroyed, even though in hindsight I probably should have watched them because they did win a firm and I come out of games before the season stopped. They won a couple. So. Yeah. yeah, they. they won I mean, a they're couple. they're still in the pl- they're still in the playoff hunt, <laughs> technically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so we do want to get started now with our mock draft. That's going to be the majority of this episode. So. I'm going to give, uh, before we start, I'll give some background on how we're going to do this because it's going to be different than our NBA mock draft was and stuff. Basically, we're just doing one mock draft for Clutch Crew Sports. We're calling it Clutch Crew Sports Mock Draft 1.0 because this is the first one we've done this year. And everybody in the Skype call here, all four of us, are going to be representing different teams, uh, 32 teams, four of us. So we each get eight picks here. And it's just been assigned in a random order who gets what. But we can do trades. So if if Eric, as the Bengals, wants to trade out of that number one spot, he can call us up for trade offers and we'll frantically start shouting out picks for him. And it'll be uh, a little bit of craziness. But other than that, when <laughs> uh, if anybody comes to their pick and their time, they can request a trade with anybody and whatever offers get thrown out there, they can... It's going to be a decision by that person. Uh, the two people have to agree to it. Obviously, it's a trade. But we're going to go through the list. This will be our one and only mock draft that we really talk about. We have made our own personal mock drafts because I'm sure this is not going to be – there's going to be some disagreements. I'm going to be, like, shaking my head when Eric makes one pick and I really disagree with it. So we made our personal ones to to have there. Uh, we won't do too much explaining to that. We will post pictures of them on Twitter and Instagram and stuff, but we will talk about three people, each of us, um, or a couple. I don't think Connor's going to talk, but me and Nate and Eric will be talking about three people from our personal list in addition to this main mock draft. But hopefully I explain the rules kind of best I can. But regardless, we're going to get started with this. You'll follow along. It's pretty simple. So... Let's uh let's cue up the draft music and we'll get Eric on the clock here. <laughs> All right, says so the GM for the Cincinnati shout out Uncle Steve Bengals. <laughs> I will not be making any trades. I will be sprinting to the podium to select Joe Burrow. Wow. Ooh. Franchise QB. I know, shock of the draft for sure, but go ahead and pencil him in. <laughs> I've got him in. Just tell us a little bit now, Eric. Um, by the way, I didn't, I didn't say this before, but one to two minutes of analysis will be given for each pick. So, Eric, you're the Bengals here. Talk us through this pick and what you're getting in, Burrow. Yeah, I mean, obviously, as you know, GM of the Cincinnati Bengals, we – need a quarterback. Andy Dalton is not the guy anymore. We'd really like to trade him if possible. Maybe I shouldn't be giving that info away as the GM, but we need a young guy. Joe Burrow is looking like one of the best prospects to come out in a really long time at quarterback. So we envision him being our QB for the next 10 years at least. 
we're, we're hoping Great. we have the next, like, Tom Brady here. <laughs> All right. So the Bengals think they just got their next Tom Brady, <laughs> courtesy of Eric. And now we'll move on to our next pick here, the Redskins. Yes. Yeah, so as the Washington Redskins, I know this is going to be another huge shock to everybody. But I am going to take Chase Young. <laughs> Big surprise there, but, you know, out of Ohio State. <laughs> someone, had, yeah. someone had to do it. <laughs> yeah, no, trust me, I'm, I'm not the biggest Ohio State fan either, but I'm going to go with Chase Young. I know we've been needing that pass rush to complement our defense. Hopefully, you know, definitely thinking about taking a quarterback, but hopefully Dwayne Haskins and – you know, Kyle Allen can carry our offense, but if we can get that really good defense, then we won't need a superstar quarterback in our minds. So, <laughs> very good, very good. Moving on to the next pick for the Detroit Lions. That is actually my pick. So I will, I as the Lions GM, am willing to trade this pick. I will take your best offer that you present. Fire away. I'll give you a first-round pick next year as the Chargers. For who? The Chargers? You give me a first-round pick next year. Anybody else? Nope. I think I will stay put. Can I get a first-round pick next year and a fourth-round pick in this year's draft? How about a fifth-round and I'll make the deal? All right, we'll do that. All right, All right, we have our first trade. So the Lions have just traded the pick number three to the Chargers. Connor is going to make that selection. Uh, the wait right now is because, like the NBA, it takes a little second for these things to become official. At least in so, the NFL draft, they actually, like, say the right team. They don't just stick with the original team. <laughs> yep. So, we're all wondering where this trade came from. But, Connor, <laughs> now that you have the third pick for your Chargers, and I've now accumulated for the Lions a fifth-round pick this year and a first-round pick next year, Connor, well, where are you going with, where even with this pick? Uh, I'm going with this because I know the we can't we're not going to be able to rely. We're sticking with Tyrod Taylor this year, but we're not going to be able to stick with him in the future. And we know the Miami Dolphins really want this guy, so we want to get him first. So as the Los Angeles Chargers general manager, we are going to take Tua Tagavolia. If that's how you pronounce his last name, I don't know. I'm if not going to try and spell it, but tag uh, just Tua. How about that? Just Tua. Yeah, we just, all know just, just Tua. There we we know who that is. We all know. We all know who Tua is. Gosh, why did I make that color? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm having why to do Zach's could... job for him. Yeah, it's pretty hard. I feel like Nate on uh, Sports Jeopardy right now. <laughs> um, that was another part that was going to be in the roast. I didn't actually include that line in, but. Um, but yeah, so Tua, that's a good pick. It's a good, solid pick for the Chargers. I like that situation. Obviously, I was a part of that trade. I like it. Um, we'll go now to pick number four for the New York Giants. Nate, you're on the board here. All right. So as a New York Giants, there's a few options available to us right now. I mean, you got 
Okuda still on the board. I think he's probably the best player overall available. Giants probably could use a cornerback. Um, I'm thinking use a lot of things. They're picking that fourth, so <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you got a few you got a few needs there. But I think with this pick, we're gonna go with um, his first name again, Jeff. No, um, Andrew Thomas, uh, oh, offensive ooh. lineman out of Georgia. A little bit of a uh, curveball that, that here, seems but like a, a reach to me. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I mean, based off his, based off what analysts have said, it's a little bit of a reach as far as the rankings I don't go. Think but so. I think watch the tape. I think he's pretty good all around. You know, pass blocking, run blocking, and the Giants definitely need somebody. Need to strengthen that O line to make things better for Daniel Jones, and I'm of the of the uh, school that you need to make things good for your quarterback, so you can really evaluate what you've got in him, and then you know if he still doesn't develop, then you can move on from him. But you got to give him the mm. best chance back there. Yeah, wow. and and I've got some uh, I've got some notes on Thomas here. Great pick, Nate. Great pick. The Giants, they're a run first team with Saquon Barkley. Andrew Thomas is probably the best run blocking tackle in this draft. So the fit really works here. The Giants need offensive linemen. Thomas is an elite run blocker. He can still use some work on his pass block, but he does a lot of things great. Um, Like this drive, I've got some pictures here of some all 22 game film. This is against Notre Dame last year. This driving lean right here, you can't see the rest of the video, but it was absolutely beautiful. And then, like every player, though, there's some bad things. He's got kind of T-Rex arms. Really needs to fix that hand placement. But other than that, solid selection, Nate. I, I like that pick. Thank you. All right. I will ask a question to Zach uh, after this pick to see, depending on who he picks, I'll have a question for him. Okay. But Eric's uh, well, first. Eric's, Eric's next. next here with the Dolphins. Eric, you're on the clock here. Yeah, so as a GM of the Miami Dolphins, we are going to go with our quarterback of the future, Justin Herbert. So I've been doing a lot of research, and our scouting department has determined that we like both Tua and Justin Herbert. We like both of them very well. So that was why we didn't make the trade earlier with the Lions, because we felt comfortable staying there and just taking whichever one fell to us. So we keep all of our other draft picks that we still have. We're still loaded, and we have what will hopefully be a good quarterback for years to come here. All right, nice pick, nice pick. I know Aaron Swarm's going to be a fan of that pick. He's he's been a fan of Tua. He wants him on his Panthers team, but... He's going to the Dolphins in this mock draft. Yeah, sorry. He's going to the Chargers. <laughs> Are you yeah. talking about Herbert? <laughs> yeah, I was talking about Herbert. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't sorry, know. sorry, Aaron. I don't think the Panthers are going to take Herbert. They've got Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so either, but he can still dream for it. This is the draft. <laughs> <laughs> weirder, weirder, right. thing, weirder things have happened. <laughs> yeah. All right, so... I'm finally getting to be on the board here, guys. This is uh, pick number six. I traded my original pick. I'm the Detroit Lions, and right now I'm in. I'm with Matt Patricia. We're jumping up and down on Zoom right now. We're having a good old time. Can't be together because social distancing, but we're having a good Zoom call right now. 
because we are getting the guy we wanted all along, the guy that fixed our secondary, none other than Jeff Okuda. I thought and, also, so my question to Zach is, were you yeah. getting a little bit nervous there when Nate was talking about Okuda for the Giants? <laughs> I, was, I was, because he, was, he kept talking about Okuda, and then he swung over and went Andrew Thomas. I was like, yeah. he, said, he said Okuda's the best player available, and the Giants had all these knees. I was like, oh, boy. But, uh, but yeah, so there's a lot of great things to love about Jeff Okuda. I did some film analysis on him. This is a very disorganized... Um, sheet of information here let me try and find secondary Uh, but yeah jeff okuda once i find him i can start really talking about him um there's isaiah's linebacker sorry guys i this is the first time i really pulled this up so here he is jeff Mm -hmm. okuda yeah so i i wrote some notes on him i'll kind of read some of these a lot of people think he's probably one of the best corners to come out of college in probably the past five years. He's got speed, technique, supreme confidence. When I was watching his tape, he would make some risky things that most corners would find risky, but he has the confidence to be able to pull it off. He's a traveling corner, so he will go with your number one receiver. Super physical, can punch receivers right off the line of scrimmage, can run with anybody. He's got all these traits working for him. Um, Plays plays well in man coverage. The only sort of knock on him is he's he's like a willing tackler. He makes tackles, but he's not. That's not what he's known for. But you can't be great at everything. And I did. Here's this uh, picture of him playing against Nebraska. Here he's number one in white. If you look at this receiver for Nebraska running, he could easily. He's going. He looks like he's going inside, but he could easily do a double fake and go outside here. And you see the positioning of Okuda's hips. He, this play ends up being an interception because he's so confident that he's going to be able to travel with this guy if he goes inside. But if he decides to go outside, he has the speed and ability to catch him and make a play and make sure this guy doesn't get, get a touchdown on this play. So that's kind of the breakdown of that little screenshot there. That was one. I don't know if I got any others. Yeah, that was the only one I got on him. But still, that kind of sums up the kind of corner he is. Going to be a great player for us. Really happy with that pick. And we're moving on now again. So I get this next pick here, the Carolina Panthers. Aaron, this is your team. I'm picking for your team here. Hopefully I don't <laughs> let you down. But uh, but the Panthers here, they are going to pick none other than Derek Brown. And Seems pretty Derek logical. Brown, yeah. He is a superb – he is the best – interior defensive lineman in this draft. Hi, I found the, the defensive lineman now. Um, I've got some notes on him as well here. So from what I was watching, he comes off the ball super fast. He's got really good quickness for his size, had a good combine with his 40s time. Really impressive considering his big frame. Uh, obviously, we're the Panthers. We need defensive tackle. Gerald McCoy's left us. We need a spot to fill in our defensive front. And he's just not going to be the same if he's moved out to end. I know a couple of people have been talking about that, but we're going to play him at defensive tackle. And like a lot of college players, he really went off his his strengths, his just sheer physical size. So he doesn't have a whole lot of great pass rushing moves. Um, and it was really exposed in the Alabama game against some good offensive linemen. But this picture right here, 
I've got to show you. This is him lining up over here. And this is him just – hold on. <laughs> Sorry. Let me go down to this one because I kind of can't understand what I was writing over there. But this one over here, this is in the Florida game. He was absolutely incredible. I watched that Florida game. He, I know Auburn lost, but he did everything in his power to get them the win. Uh, this play, he came up through the middle, just completely picked this guy, one of these offensive linemen. He completely, I think it was 61 here, he completely picked him off the ground, this 300-pound man. He picked him off the ground and then rushed the quarterback just took the ball out of his hand and then started going the other way. It was pretty crazy, actually, watching it. Um, this is a play against LSU here. Just, I think this is him right here. Um, but he started out over here or something. Uh, but still, <laughs> I don't understand why I was writing there. I got a lot of squiggles. <laughs> but, uh, but still, great pick for the Panthers. I'm happy with it. Now we're going to move on to the Cardinals here. Nate, you're on the clock. All right, as a GM of the Cardinals, let's see who we got available. Now there's some guys that are coming off the board, so it's a little bit, a little bit uh, tougher, <laughs> more to think about. Yeah, not as much of an obvious choice. Um, let's see here. I think as the GM of the Cardinals, I'm gonna go O line again and go with um, Werfs out of um, out of Iowa. Was my selection. The um, I think the biggest need, yep, Worf's uh, Tristan Worf's out of Iowa. So um, gonna go with somebody who can play left or right tackle, but he also is projected to be able to move inside, um, to play guard. But overall, the O line for Cardinals just needs some help there to make things better for Kyler Murray. He definitely. Murray definitely showed a lot of flash as a rookie. Um, I think he's a guy they can build around, and that definitely starts um, up front. They've got to get a guy who's versatile, and I think he'll make an impact somewhere. He can start, whether it's left tackle, right tackle, or guard next year. He'll definitely make an impact for the Cardinals' offense. Yeah, I disagree. You can see some of these pictures here. Uh-oh. He's a right. He played right tackle at Iowa, but I think he's got to be a guard. Look at him getting beat here by Penn State. This is Gross Montos actually. Just this is such yeah. a bad position to be in as an offensive lineman when I was watching him. I'm not a I'm not as big of a fan of Worfs. Obviously he's still fresh on talent, but if you look, it doesn't take that much to explain that picture right there. But mm. this one right here, he needed the running back to help him on this defensive lineman. And this could have been a big play for the running back, but instead this safety back here gets an easy shot on the running back. Whereas this guy was supposed to be blocking him. He couldn't hold his block. That's what I'm afraid of with Werfs, but you know, that is true. I won't. I won't try and criticize he, everything you do, Nate. <laughs> 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 All right, Eric, you're up next with the Jaguars pick. Yeah, since the Jaguars are obviously my favorite team, I will listen if anybody wants to make a trade offer. I don't know if anybody would want to right here, but if you do want to, I am all ears. No, sir. I'm good. Okay. Nate, you? Any, for any of your teams? I think I'm good as well. I was going through the list, and I don't see anywhere it would really make good sense. Well. That's okay, because I have a selection. We're going to go with defensive tackle Javon Kenlaw here. 
uh, great disruptor in the interior. If uh, if he can even be remote, even in close to the stratosphere as Aaron Donald, this pick will be worth it. Uh, yeah. As a Jaguars GM, we've lost a lot of talent on the defensive line lately. We lost Clayus Campbell. We lost, we're probably we're still, you know, trying to figure out what's going to happen with Yannick and Gawkway, but he'll probably be gone. In years past, we've lost Dante Fowler and Malik Jackson, and the only like true like great talent we have on the defensive line right now is Josh Allen, and he's not going to be able to do it by himself. We needed somebody on the interior, so. Uh, Need that run defense. <laughs> yeah, our run defense was Elite, absolutely right. atrocious last year. So uh, I'm excited to welcome Javon Kenlaw to the team. Me too. Me too. I'm I'm happy with that pick, Eric. I it's like that resident. ass whoop right there on the. Yeah. On the... <laughs> <laughs> I had to write that down because this play right here, it was this is against Alabama too. So this is a good offensive line. Um, he just completely. This obviously you see the center. I think or. I think he was a center. Just can he just completely put him on the ground? Two is running for his life right now. Um, yeah, this is a center. That's why I put that there. Yeah, just an absolute <laughs> disruptor, Eric. This is the kind of stuff that he can do. And this is a good center too. He's on Alabama. He's actually a good center. I've seen him in another film. Um, this is what we're hoping for with this pick. Yes, we we need it bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Connor, you're up next here with the Browns. All right. Well, I will say, as the GM of the Cleveland Browns, most you know the biggest one of the biggest needs for the Cleveland Browns is uh, offensive tackle. You know, Mackay Becton is still out there. Jedrick Wills is still out there. But as the GM of the Cleveland Browns, I am actually jumping up in my seat right now because I did not think this guy was going to fall this far. But and it's something that the Cleveland Browns need as well as offensive line. I am going to take Isaiah Simmons out of Clemson. Uh, I can't believe he fell this far either, actually. But this is a random mock job. We never know what's going to happen. But all right, tell us about tell us about Isaiah Simmons, and you might not like the picture I've got of him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not too familiar with Isaiah Simmons, but I mean, I know I'll just go from the Cleveland Browns perspective that I mean, <laughs> the game against UNC, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, he's just a he's a disruptor. I mean, the Cleveland Browns, obviously, Miles Garrett is a fantastic pass rusher. But, you know, the Browns need to beef up their defense a little bit more. And he's more than just a pass rusher. He's a real, um, you know, he's a true inside linebacker. He's not an outside linebacker. He's a true inside linebacker. So, you know, the Browns, this their pass defense has always been a strength. But they need to that run defense, too. And having, you know, even more so than having a gap-stopping defensive tackle, you need an inside, an athletic inside linebacker to stop. That's one one thing the Steelers have been missing since Ryan Shazier's unfortunate uh, accident that he had. You know, a really athletic interior linebacker to help with the run defense. So this is something that the Cleveland Browns could sorely need. And even it's, I think it's you know the fact that Simmons filled this for. If it wasn't Simmons, I definitely would be would have been picking an offensive lineman here for Cleveland. But the fact that Simmons fell this far, I think, is a must grab for the Cleveland Browns. Good pick, good pick for sure. And I'm up next here with the New York Jets. So, like Connor, I'm also jumping up and down because I'm getting who I personally think is the best offensive lineman all around in this class, and that is none other than Jedrick Wills from Alabama. 
and I've got some notes on him. He was a really good left tackle for Alabama. Um, like I said, left tackle is not the flashiest position, but you need it to win. And got some pictures on here too. So take a look at this. This is again, no, that's Andrew Thomas. Uh, here it is. This is against um, <laughs> Auburn. And look at, I'll spend just a little bit of time looking at this. This edge rusher right here, he can either go inside or outside. The way Wills has positioned himself, he's got his hips square to the line, so it's going to be hard for him to come outside. Or, no, no, he's got his hips aligned to the rusher, so it's going to be hard for him to go outside, but he's got his head looking inside. So no matter what way this guy goes, he's ready for wherever he's going to go. That's I think that's something a lot of NFL linemen don't really use a lot. NFL linemen usually just like to basically tie you up and prevent you from from getting their quarterback on the ground. Wills is the guy that can actually put people on the ground, and he does that a couple other times too. I don't know if I've got any other pictures on him. Um, I don't, but he played right tackle, but he easily can be a left tackle. I think it was just maybe because Tua, uh, they needed him over at the right tackle, but Excellent positioning at the line of scrimmage. Like I showed in that picture, he keeps his hips parallel to the defender, shoulder square, really technically sound uh, pass blocking. Um, and against Derek Brown, he shut him down. That's what all these college players going up against other great college players. How do you fare? I was really impressed with him against Derek Brown. And I just, from the, what I saw, he was the best offensive lineman. So the Jets need offensive line, and we're going to take the best one. So I'm happy with that pick as well. Now going on to number 12 here, the Raiders. Nate, give us your pick. So the Raiders have – there's a few different directions that I could feasibly see actually, them going here. Actually, Nate, 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 Nate. Okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I have a trade off. Uh-oh. I will give Uh-oh. you – I'm the Broncos here. I'm the Broncos. Okay. I'll give you my first round pick this year, number 15. I'll give you my second round pick, and I'll give you a fifth next year. First is round, or okay, so I'll pick swap this year, second round as well, and a fifth next year. Yeah, and I'm at 15. For 12 is what you said. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. It is a solid offer. I gotta think about that. Um, I'll take you up on that offer. Oh, okay. All right. Let me uh, let's get to work on fixing this uh, here. Nate, you're picking out 15 with the Raiders. The Raiders. The Raiders. Mike Mayock has <laughs> made his trade. <laughs> And Zach is coming down here with the Broncos. Broncos country, you're going to be excited for this one. All right. At the Broncos, I'm taking the best wide receiver in this class, and that is Jerry Judy from Alabama. I don't care what anybody says. He is the best route-running wide receiver possibly coming out of college football ever. That's what people are saying. I've watched his route running is incredible. It's it, 
<laughs> I don't know if, if you guys have watched a lot of great route running wide receivers, but let me try and find uh, – <laughs> I think he's got some plays against Tennessee. I don't know if I put him on <laughs> wide receiver. That's there unfortunate. Is, uh, Judy. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, okay. Best route runner possibly in the past decade. Um, he's still a yak guy. A lot of people say, oh, C.D. Lamb's the big yak guy. He's still a yak guy, but he gets his yak because of his craftiness on his route running. Um, let me show you a picture here maybe to uh, – to show you this. This is against Michigan here in the bowl game. Oh, that's against Tennessee. Um, this is against Michigan here. He just does a little fake here, and you can't see the rest of this, but he ends up with like 20 yards of separation on this guy. It's incredible. Um, it, it's rare you see someone this technically sound coming out of college. He's still really fast. He's still got the size. He's still got everything. But what sets him apart from everybody else is his route running. And I think that's a really valuable skill for wide receivers. There's lots of guys that are fast. There's lots of guys. But when it comes to route running, that's something that's harder to teach. Um, and this is against Tennessee here. This is a Tennessee defender. He fakes him out on a, with his feet. And look at him. He is complete. I, I know this is Tennessee, but this is still an SEC team. And he's he thinks he's going this way. He doesn't know what's going on. It's just embarrassing. This screenshot is, is really embarrassing. I'm glad it doesn't show up very well because uh, you can't really tell it's Tennessee, but it is. And then, boom, I think this play was for a touchdown. He gets so wide open. He's going to cause so many mismatches. Drew Locke, we got a young quarterback. He needs somebody like this. He can create his own routes. Just really advanced. I love him coming out. I think he's going to be in three years' time. I think he's going to be the best receiver in football. So I had to trade up to get him with the Broncos. They really needed him. And Zach is very high on uh, I am, I am high. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on now to pick 13 here. Lucky 13. Eric, you've got the 49ers pick. Eric? Eric has uh, muted his microphone. Oh, okay. Oh, my bad, my bad. I forgot I did that. Okay, sorry, I'm back. <laughs> so, Zach, I'm gonna. I'd like to give a big screw you to your Broncos organization <laughs> because that's who I was planning to get with the 49ers. But luckily, we can still settle for a pretty solid prospect in CD Lamb. So that's who we are going to go with. So All right. I don't know if he will be as good as Jerry Judy, but at the same time, you know, there's a lot of there's been a lot of debate, like, you know, amongst experts and people like between which these two guys is going to be better. So I don't really think you can go wrong here with this choice. Mm-hmm. So the 49ers, while the run game solid, the O-line solid, they, you know, they, they just don't have a truly explosive wide receiver that they need. So I, uh, that's why I'm picking CD lamb as the 49ers general manager here. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a screenshot here. I can't remember who they are playing in this game, but he, I think it was Texas actually, but anyways, look at this. There's two defenders here. There's a defender here, defender here. He actually scores a touchdown on this play because of his yak. That's what he's most known for really fast twitch guy, but he makes people miss with his football IQ more so than his physical skills. Sorry, I don't want to sound like a robot when I'm saying that, but from what I was watching, 
he didn't do anything that was so crazy like oh my god you're the fastest person in the world or oh my god you're the most athletic person he's he's athletic he's fast but his football iq his anticipation he knows already in his mind where every single defender that could possibly tackle him is going to be and he avoids them great pick eric really like cd lamb and he's similar to Debo samuel who they already have too so he he's uh going to be in a creative offense, which can utilize him very well. I like the pick. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. But still screw <laughs> you to the Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good news here. Connor, what's your pick? Yeah, so getting down to my pick, I, unfortunately for the Buccaneers, they're going to, you know, obviously offensive line is what they need, and there's still one more offensive tackle left on the board, and that's who I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with Mackay Becton with my pick. Um I know that unfortunately the Bucks maybe are tra- going to try and trade and you know in real life to maybe try and get Thomas or get Wills, but um, Becton's still pretty solid and obviously it fills a big need for the Buccaneers right now to protect our new franchise quarterback. We're trying to go to the Super Bowl with Tom Brady, so first things first, you got to protect the old man. <laughs> Absolutely, this picture here <laughs> speaks for itself. This is a bit. This is Clemson too. This is a huge man on Clemson, and he just shoved him to the ground like he was a paperweight. Um, gonna be gonna be interesting. He's a real raw prospect, but he's got the potential to be great. All right. Don't know if I spell this name right or not, but all right. <laughs> the Raiders. So this was from the trade earlier. Nate, you picked up num- pick number fifteen here with the Raiders. What are you gonna do with this pick? All right, so with the 12th pick, before we traded it away, we are heavily thinking about um, taking Jerry Judy. Um, obviously, I agree with Zach. Judy is definitely the top, like, most polished receiver coming into the draft. I do think Lamb could um, surpass him in terms of actual NFL production. I think it's definitely between those two, um, both very great prospects. But since we passed on Judy, I think it's, Still a good idea for the Raiders to take a receiver here, so I'm going to go with Henry Ruggs, um, Judy's teammate from Alabama. I think the type of speed that he brings to the table is definitely like game-changing, and that adds a different dimension to the Raiders' offense. That They already have a solid possession receiver in um, Hunter Renfro, and then they've also got um, tight end Darren Waller, who you know is a good target for whoever they start this year, whether that's Carr or uh, Mariota, if they draft somebody. But I think having Ruggs' speed adds a different dimension to this offense that should hopefully open up things in the play calling and things of that nature to make them a little bit more uh, you know, creative than they were last year. All right. And Nate, you're back up on the board here, picking for the Falcons. Uh, who are you going to take with this pick? The Falcons, let me look on this one again. Um, I think I'm going to not stray too far. I'm going to go with the same pick I had in my um, personal mock draft. And this is definitely a pick that the analysts kind of are all in consensus with, and I agree with them. I'm going to go with C.J. Henderson out of uh, Florida at cornerback. The Falcons definitely need some help in their secondary. They've been... um, burnt back there um the moves they try to make to fix that haven't really panned out um as well as they would have hoped um they 
are in sore need of a defensive back. And after Okuda, I think Henderson is definitely the most NFL-ready uh, prospect. You know, he showed up um, versus big teams in the SEC, big offenses, and um, obviously held his ground. So I think um, he's definitely somebody they need if they're going to try and compete uh, in the AFC or the NFC South this year. Agreed. Good pick there for the Falcons. All right, Eric, you're picking for the Cowboys here at 17. Where are you going? All right, so Cowboys, I definitely obviously cannot let Susan down here. This would be (laughs) a travesty. So as the Cowboys general manager, I need to make the right move here so she doesn't send me any hate mail or anything. But (laughs) while we have DeMarcus Lawrence, we lost Robert Quinn, our we lost Byron Jones as well, so our defense is going to need some help. And while I don't fully know how to pronounce this guy's name, I oh, it's the best name in the draft. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Zach might have to help me out here. I know he's done more research than me on this, but from what I've seen on him, this guy looks like a great pass rusher. Kalevon uh, Chison, I probably pronounced that wrong. I'm sorry. If you happen to listen to this, don't uh, be too mad at me. But I think with DeMarcus Lawrence <laughs> on one side and this guy on the other side, I think this is going to be a pretty great pass rushing duo. DeMarcus Lawrence is still pretty young, obviously. Uh, bringing in a rookie here, this is also going to be, you know, he's also young. Like We should be set on defensive ends for the next few years at least, so... Uh, very excited to welcome him to the team. Very good. I've got a picture of him, I believe, right here. Yeah, this is him getting around the tackle right here. Not the biggest, most physical guy in the world, but he has a high motor. He he does make a strip sack on this play. Uh, this is against Alabama, a lot of Alabama footage. Um, but really, really dominant at times. This physical traits a little bit. He needs to really play in a... I think a 3-4 defense. I've, I'm, I don't know what the Cowboys defense is, but that he'd be best in that. I think they're a 4-3. Okay. Well, he's still a good player. <laughs> He'll make it work. Uh, <laughs> all right, so picking an 18 here with the Dolphins. Connor, the Dolphins have already taken in this mock draft. Um, yeah. Well, just like Eric gave the big screw you to Denver for taking – Jumping up and taking Jerry Judy, I'm going to give Dallas the big screw year for taking Kalev on Chasen because that's who I wanted to take for the Dolphins. But I guess if I can't have Chasen, uh, the next biggest need for the Dolphins is going to be offensive line. So I will take Austin Jackson. All right, Austin Jackson. Got to protect him. <laughs> uh, not really. All I know is, you know, we got to protect our our new quarterback in Justin Herbert. That is so. true. That is true. Yeah, I don't I know much about him either. Um, I didn't research everybody possible. I want to leave some surprises for the next one. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> interesting pick there. Uh, I'm gonna gonna be interested to see what he's all about. All right, now I'm back on the board here with the Raiders. Uh, Nate was the GM before, but I just uh, replaced him. He got fired after the last pick. Um, Uh (laughs) (laughs) uh, (laughs) He picked Henry Ruggs. So we already got a receiver in this draft. We already traded back. So we're getting another second round pick in this draft, which is great. Our team, we're a bad team. We need a lot of picks. So we have more needs though. 
And I'm going to fill this need. Really, we need secondary uh, is where I'm thinking with this one. So we're going to go with Trevon Diggs from Alabama. Now, I haven't done mm. my research on him, but that's, mm. from what? That's mm. – <laughs> It's kind uh, of I'm just, I'm just saying. No, I'm just saying. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah, the Raiders, they're an, in, they draft interesting. I've noticed, but going by, especially with what um, Nate decided, the speed, the theme in this is speed. Diggs is a really speedy corner. That's really all I know about him. He played at Alabama, did pretty good. Uh, I feel like he's a day one starter for them, for us, I guess. Moving to Vegas now. Welcome to the team. Digs. <laughs> All right, Nate, you're back on the clock here again. You were just hired by the Jaguars. <laughs> um, <laughs> who are you gonna pick with us at pick twenty? So, Jaguars definitely have some defense. Obviously, they lost in the last year. They lost Clay's Campbell, Jalen Ramsey, AJ Boye. Um, you know, uh, Eric already kind of addressed this uh, with his pick of. Um, uh, Kinlaw at number nine, but I think I'm gonna go back to defense again and draft uh, AJ Terrell, uh, corner out of Clemson. I think when you look at the defense right now, um, with the Kinlaw pick, I think their D line is you know, at least solid, solidified for this season. Their linebackers could be better, but they just put a lot of money into Joe Schobert. Um, so I don't really want to invest too much more capital into there. Um, but you go to the secondary, and aside from Ronnie Harrison, um, there's not really anybody back there that I see with a lot of upside. So I think AJ Terrell can come in uh, day one and at least be serviceable and at least fill a void that um, AJ Boye left from last year. You know, he wasn't, you know, Pro Bowl or anything, but um, I think he can definitely come in and play at that level this year and hopefully uh, help things out on the back end there. All right, moving on now to Eric at pick 21. Eric, what would you like to make this pick? Well, not really an Eagles fan, so I'll trade it for a seven-round pick. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> a ham sandwich? Yeah, no, I'm kidding. Uh, so looking at the Eagles here, when I was looking through them, it seems to me that – what I, I'm acting as the Eagles GM. So looking, you know, evaluating our roster talent, uh, seems like Alshon Jeffrey can never stay healthy and he's really expensive. So he's not going to be a long-term future. Uh, we let Nelson Aguilar walk, uh, which is fine because he couldn't really catch anything anyway. So we are going to draft wide receiver Justin Jefferson and fill that need. I, I think at this point, you know, looking at the overall board, he's one of the better players that's still available, and then he fits a big need at the same time. So I think this is a win for the Eagles. Mm-hmm. All right. The Vikings now well, on the board with Connor here. Well, Where's this pick going to be? <laughs> well, as the Minnesota Vikings, I would like to – extend any does anybody want to make a trade with me for this pick uh this pick is up for sale if anybody wants it um uh, i'm already the vikings with a future pick and then 
<laughs> and then my other team is the Titans. We don't need. We don't want to trade. I'm gonna. I'm gonna stand pat. Yeah, I think All I'll right. stand uh, in there as well. All right. Well, if nobody's gonna take my trade offer, then since Diggs and Terrell have already been taken, uh, secondary is the biggest need because Xavier Rhodes is like the uh, worst premier corner in the league. So he's not on the Vikings anymore. So well. That's why we got rid of them. So, yes, we, will, we are going to take uh, out of LSU on that great defense, Christian Fulton. Christian Fulton. Yes, sir. All right, I've been waiting for this one. <laughs> All right, so uh-huh. we've got the Patriots pick here at number 23 now, and I'm going to pick... Jordan Love from <laughs> Utah State, quarterback. If anybody, if you've never heard of him, he's going to be a potential. Oh he, he's going to be somewhere in this first round. We really don't know where he's going to be, but he's the biggest question mark because he played at Utah State. Now, his junior season was by far the best season as far as touchdowns to interceptions go, but his senior season, to his to, to give him a little bit of defense, he did lose his head coach, and he did lose, like, 10 other offensive starters. So he basically had a whole new team around him, and he, he definitely did play worse in that situation. But he's a project, but the Patriots obviously need a quarterback. We've got uh, we've got Stidham from Auburn, but I really don't know how he's going to be. We've got the the guy, Brian Hoyer, but... No, he's he's just a placeholder basically. Who knows he's what he's gonna be for us? Uh, we already know his ceiling. So Jordan Love, he's a mystery, but we need a new quarterback for the Patriots. Bill Belichick here. Um, I, I contemplate the trade back. The Patriots. We're gonna get a quarter, and everybody's gonna be calling him the next Brady now. So <laughs> that's that's gonna be my pick here. Oh. <laughs> All, right, All right, so Nate with the Saints. So, All right. Yep. All right. So as the GM for the Saints, um, got a pretty good roster overall. Um, we're a couple plays away from advancing farther in the playoffs last year. This could have potentially been, you know, um, a few. This pick could have potentially been a few more spots. Uh, lower if they could have just closed out that game versus the Vikings. Um, but overall, pretty good roster. Not a whole lot of holes. But I think the biggest thing with the Saints that their title window is definitely like very fixed with uh, as far as Drew Brees' career goes. Like when he calls it quits, it's basically they've got they're going to start have to uh, they're going to start having to rebuild again. So I think if I was a GM of the Saints, I would go all in roster wise and um, just try for that. Uh, Super Bowl title in the next two years. So with that in mind, I'm going to go with uh, T. Higgins out of Clemson with this pick. That's going to be a big, uh, fast wide receiver for Drew Brees to throw to, um, opposite of uh, Michael Thomas. That definitely should, you know, if he comes in and produces day one, that could make the Saints offense incredibly explosive and take some of the weight off of Drew Brees as he um, potentially like declines a little bit. Yeah, I don't have a picture on him, so I won't, I won't show it, but good pick there. Ooh. Now we move on 
to the finals board selection here, the Vikings. Their second pick in the draft, they originally picked by Connor Kristen Fulton, cornerback from LSU. Eric, that's who you've already got on your team. Where are you going to go with this pick now? Well, another screw moment. Not to <laughs> give it to Nate and the Saints here. Uh oh. <laughs> with the Viking, you know, with us you know, trading away Stephon Diggs. I was really hoping to add T Higgins to our roster. Uh, Obviously, we're not going to be able to do that now. So at this point, you know, Minnesota has a pretty solid roster, obviously. Uh, Not a ton of needs. Wide receiver was the biggest one I was looking at, but I don't think any of the other wide receiver prospects are necessarily there's like one I was looking at, but I think I'm going to pass, but I'm going to, I think Zach and I would disagree with you on that. (laughs) going to work on our uh, offensive line here, I think. And this is, this might be more of a panic move since I didn't get who I'd been staring at for the last 10 minutes, but (laughs) going to go with Josh Jones, the offensive lineman. All right, so this is a lesson to all you young GMs out there. you got to have a plan A, a plan B, a plan C (laughs) when it comes to a draft. Eric, you unfortunately got caught. Well, you know, with New Orleans having, you know, Michael Thomas already and then Alvin Kamara coming out of the backfield, I really did not see them going wide receiver there. So that just, that got me, man. That got me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, the Dolphins are up next. They've had a busy draft, obviously. They got, I believe it was Herbert earlier. Uh, yes. Yep. Eric drafted Herbert for him. Then they also picked uh, Austin Jackson, the offensive lineman. Connor, you picked for them earlier. Connor, you're picking again for the Dolphins. Who are you going to pick with their final first-round draft pick? Right, right. So, you know, rebuilding the offense. We got the quarterback with Herbert. We got the offensive lineman with Thomas. Next step, running back. So we're going to take DeAndre Swift from Georgia. Nice, nice. They definitely need a running back. I'll, I'll, I concur with that. Yeah, and, yeah, and, I, and we didn't pick them up at number you know, six or anything either. We took them mm-hmm. down at 26. So <laughs> Proper spot for a running back, that's for sure. <laughs> All right, so I'm, I'm the Seahawks here at 27. I can go a couple different directions with this pick. I don't think I'm going to get a trade back, but... The Seahawks always listen to draft pick trades. So anybody want to trade uh, trade with the Seahawks here? No, I'm good. Give me a second. I don't think so, but... All right, it's fine. We have a person we can pick. And we are going to pick AJ Epinesa, the edge rusher. (laughs) Wait, what? I said I think that's how you say that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the the edge rusher from Iowa. Now he's a really interesting guy. I do like him as an edge rusher a lot better than I think most people would. Shoot, if I could just find a picture of him. <laughs> he there's um oh, here he is. Actually, I don't have a picture of him, but um I, I do have a description. Okay, stop. Um, yeah, so he's a power rusher. He's got that over little chase on. I love that name. Uh, and he plays great against the run. We're losing Clowney, though. 
who also was, this is a big hole for us. We like his talent. We like where he's at in the draft. We didn't have to trade up to get him. We tried to trade back because we were hoping maybe he'd slip a little bit more, but he's already, <laughs> this is funny. I was listening to a guy talking about him. He's already in his man body, as they call it. Um, when <laughs> With his pass rushes, he has good hand placement. Now, kind of like Clowney, though, he's not going to be a high sack numbers guy, but he's going to fill that similar role. Obviously, nowhere near as good as Clowney, but he's going to have he's gonna, just going to be a disruptive force along the defensive line. So he's not going to he's not going to get all those sacks and stuff when it comes time for contract negotiations. He's not going to have that over us, but he still does a lot of great things like causing a ton of holding penalties, all his powerful jabs uh, with his hands. Like I said, great hand placement. Um, and another thing, too, he's an effort guy. So if the play looks like it's over, he's still going to give his 110 percent. He's not going to quit on plays like you see some some elite defensive edge rushers. <laughs> <laughs> um, even I think Chase Young has been known sometimes to do this. Um, not necessarily labeled an effort guy. So I like that about him. Uh, but still, he is a little bit raw. That's why he's fallen so far in this draft. But AJ Epinesa or Epinenza, I don't know. It's Epinesa, I think. Um, either way, we'll call him AJ. He's going here to to the Seahawks at 27. Now, Nate, the Ravens, you're on the board here. Who are you going to pick? <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Um, the GM of the Ravens kind of got a, a good thing going offensively. They've got that very specific uh, scheme to get Lamar Jackson to be successful, um, built to pound the ball. And I think on that side of the ball, they're pretty solid everywhere. So I'm going to shift my attention to defense, which, as we saw versus the Titans, on the playoffs could use a little bit of help. Um, so for that reason, I'm going to go with uh, Kenneth Murray, uh, linebacker from Oklahoma. I think that gives them some, uh, I think he's a guy who can come in day one and uh, has like, in addition to like the physical, like sideline to sideline um, abilities. I think he's got the like leadership qualities. Um, kind of saw some of that at Oklahoma. And I think he's got what it takes to come in and um, give a spark to that. Uh, run defense especially um, help the Ravens uh, push them a little bit past where they were last year. Very good, Eric. You got to pick for the Titans now. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's just get it over with. <laughs> don't sabotage them too bad. Try and be realistic here. Uh, you sure you don't the want best? Jake Fromm. Who's the best? <laughs> kick, who's the best kicker available? <laughs> uh, I will also. I mean. Give me a seventh-round pick, and you can have it. <laughs> this is my least favorite team in the NFL. But uh, I will go into this as if I were the acting GM of the Titans if they gave me a job. I uh, So looking at the players that are still available, looking at the potential needs that we have on this team, uh, we let Jarrell Casey go so... Because of that, another one, another one with a difficult name to pronounce. But <laughs> we are going I just to call draft. Him. Yeah, I think I know who you're talking about. <laughs> We're going to draft uh, Eater Gross Mat Gross Mason. Sorry, I can't, I can't even give the straight Eater Eater Gross Matos. Eater, Eater Gross Matos. Okay, yeah, I like I like his size, his profile. I think he's gonna uh, I think he's gonna fit the needs of this defensive line. Uh, I, 
So I, I felt like based, I had him and my mock draft going at pick 22 overall to the Vikings. So I think this is going to be a pretty good value pick for us Titans here. Uh, hopefully he won't wreck the Jaguars too bad though. Uh, <laughs> but that's, that's, uh, I got, oh yeah, that's my final pick too, I guess. So, mm-hmm. so I, I conclude my first round there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to show the, the two pictures I've got of him up here, a good and a bad one. So against the run, I think he's I think he's pretty good against the run. Um, so we are gonna have to worry about that if this were to be true. But as you can see here, he total he sets the edge beautifully. I wrote here because uh, this running back right here, he I think it was Dobbins. Um, he can't go outside now, and he ends up getting tackled right about here because of the work of Gross Matos. But then there's other times. He just seems like he doesn't know what he's doing. Like, the play's all going on over here. And look at his hand placement. It, it, it just looks bad. He, it seems like he doesn't really know what he's doing. Um, personally, when I was watching it, he looked a little bit lazy to me here. So that was a obviously a negative characteristic. But great against the run. Still very raw, though. He's got no technique, as you saw in that bottom picture. He's got the physical skills and talent, obviously, going to get into the NFL. But... He, if he isn't coached in his move, he's going to be very good. But I do think he's going to get moved up because this is kind of a pass rusher thing. But all right, so as a Jags fan, I'd I, I like this pick actually, Eric. Um, <laughs> as a Jags, all right, the Packers <laughs> now. <laughs> well, I'm playing the GM for all these teams, so I wanted to like take myself out of that role. <laughs> I got Funny. you. I got you. All right, so as the for my final pick of the draft, that was Eric's final, my last pick as the GM of the Green Bay Packers. Um, surprised this guy fell to us. I thought more teams would be taking wide receivers, so I had a plan B prepared, but I guess I get to stick with my plan A. Uh, this guy, he is the, I think he had the second fastest, only slower than Henry Riggs, but the second fastest uh, wide receiver 40-yard dash time in uh, the Combine this year out of Baylor University. We're going to go with Denzel Mims. <laughs> yep. Number five here. Uh, for wide receivers, I think he was second, though, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm in I'm in his number. <laughs> I'm the, the oh. screen for you. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's a fast guy. It's <laughs> my lucky right. number, number five. Yep. All right. So now with the 49ers here, you know, we were in the Super Bowl last year. We're a good team all around. We are just going to pick the best available player, in my opinion, who at this point I'm going to say is Patrick Queen, another LSU guy. A lot of LSU guys in this draft. He's a linebacker. Not too sure if he'll be starting for us. He might, but always good to have more, more good players on your team. So I'm going best available here. To a good team. Uh, kind of surprised he's fallen this far, but, you know, it's the fun of mock drafts. Um, we're going to use him for the 49ers. And we have one more pick left to go in this draft. Nate, you're picking for the Chiefs. Who are you going to pick with the final pick of mock draft 1.0? All right. All right. So, uh, 32nd pick in the first round. Uh, most of the, obviously, most of the premier um, talents are gone at pretty much every position. Um, so it's kind of um, a few different directions I can go here. I was going back and forth between two guys, uh, 
Jonathan Taylor or Jabari Zuniga. Um, the Chiefs are bringing back 20 of 22 starters on um, offense and defense from their Super Bowl championship last year, so not obviously a whole lot of needs. Um, I think for the Chiefs, I will go with uh, Zuniga. They need uh, the help with their pass rush, um, I think, the most. Um, obviously, they weren't bad last year as they won the Super Bowl, but um, they could definitely be better on defense. I think he's the best edge rusher available um, at this point uh, in the draft, so he can come in and uh, give them a spark there off the edge and uh, hopefully make them a little bit better against... Uh, not Hopefully, they won't have to get in, into as many shootouts and uh, rely on Pat Mahomes' arm as much next year. You said uh, Zuniga, right? right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Other yeah. people don't know how to out spell of, that. Out of, I did uh, at Florida, first. I, I, was, I just heard a, that's you know not a common name, so I was like, what? And also, right. I, I, hadn't, I hadn't really researched him either, so I was unaware of him. But all right, that rounds out our mock yeah. draft 1.0, guys. Um, I'll go through the slides. I'm not going to say... I'll do it on a bigger screen. I'm not going to say exactly every person that was picked. I'll kind of highlight some of the big ones, though. So, obviously, Joe Burrow going number one. That was a big deal. We had our first trade with the Chargers and Lions. Connor traded up to get Tua going to the Chargers. I sat back as the Lions accumulated some more picks and also got Jeff Okuda. Um, then, also, I made another trade with the Broncos with Nate coming up to pick the best receiver in the draft, Jerry Judy at 12, and the Raiders would end up picking Henry Ruggs, so another Alabama wide receiver a couple picks later. He accumulated more picks for that. That was a landmark pick, I think. Um, Another funny one uh, was when Eric had to just totally change his philosophy and pick Josh Jones at 25 for the Vikings. Um (laughs) He was really tunneled in on T. Higgins, which I don't blame him. He's a good player. Uh, but that was that was a pretty funny moment. Uh, but, yeah, that, that kind of summarizes some of the highlights of this draft 1.0. We will come out with draft 2.0 next week, right before the draft. So that'll be our final one. And then I do want to show our personal mock drafts. So we're not going to say everything about these personal mock drafts, but there's going to be some different things that we talked about that we have highlighted here. So I'll go first and I've got similarly to how the draft went in the clutch sports. I had Akuda going to the lions in a trade. So they traded down and still were able to get him fun fact about the lions. They always pick defensive players. It seems like in the draft and they never draft corners in the first round. It's, I don't know the exact amount of years it's been, but it's been like a crazy long amount of time since they took a corner they're finally going to do that here with Okuda. Um, it's been so long since they've taken a corner in the first round. They lost Darius Slay. I think this just makes a ton of sense. And I also do think Okuda is going to end up being a really good corner. And also, he's not... I don't think he's going to end up being like a Jalen Ramsey off-the-field personality, you know, drama diva sort of guy. Yeah, he's still going to have a little bit of personality and everything, but I don't think he's going to be a cancer or anything like that so he was the player i wanted to highlight in that first section the second section in this in this uh scenario i actually had uh green bay being more desperate for a future quarterback i've got them trading with the patriots here to take jordan love someone's gonna i think trade up for jordan love in real life 
So that's why I picked the Packers doing it. I think Aaron Rodgers only has one, maybe two good years left in him. And they're kind of they're kind of going to Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers here with having a late round draft pick quarterback, sit him on the bench for a couple of years and let him develop because he is really raw as a quarterback prospect. I don't think he can start right away and be very good. But in this situation, I really love it for him. And then finally, uh, a guy that didn't actually get picked in this draft, but that's LaVisca Chenault. Eric, I don't think you'd have been able to pronounce that name. Um, but he's a wide receiver at Colorado. When you're looking at his tape, and I think a lot of mock drafts have him lower because of this, but it's not really his fault. But his quarterback play at Colorado was atrocious. That's why his stats aren't that great. That's why he doesn't appear very high in drafts in the first round. But I, as a as a yak guy, I think he's really good. I think if he goes to a team with a pretty good quarterback like here with the Vikings and Kirk Cousins, they need wide receiver. This is who I thought Eric could have gone with and been acceptable. But he also reminds me a little bit of uh, Cordero, Patter- Cordero Patterson, where he's a punt return type of guy. He can take uh, screens, just kind of a gadget guy that can be used all over the place. So you've got your more traditional receiver in Thielen, and then you add him with a more dynamic, all-over-the-field gadget guy type of receiver, who I think can be very good, just wasn't helped at all by playing at Colorado and that terrible quarterback. But those were the three players I wanted to highlight. Um, we'll go now to Eric. He can talk about his three that he's highlighted a little bit more in detail, starting with, uh, well, I'll let you just say your players. <laughs> That's all good. Yeah. So I chose to highlight Tristan worse. I actually had him going at number four overall in my mock draft, which was the highest out of anybody, uh, but the main reason why I highlighted him, it was more so just because of the New York Giants picking at number four. I feel like they're going to be the first true wild card of the draft where you really have no idea who they're going to take. They have so many different needs. So it's and there's a lot of talent in this draft. So there's not by, you know, by their pick number four, there's not going to be necessarily a obvious best player available for them so a lot of like people doing mock drafts and stuff that i've seen online seem to be really high on worse and they have the giants taking him so that's why i picked him there but uh assuming either a trade happens at three and Tua comes off the board or if the lions stay put and take okuda i think whatever the giants do is going to be really what shakes up the rest of the draft so that'll be interesting. And then um, going over to the second page, uh, I highlighted Austin Jackson for the Jags, mainly just because obviously I'm a Jags fan, so I like to talk about them. But I am a firm believer in football being one in the trenches. So I had them taking Ken Law at nine for the defensive tackle for the defensive line. And then I had them taking Austin Jackson at pick 20. I felt like by this point that he's the best offensive lineman available. Uh, I like the Jaguars right tackle Jawan Taylor, but Cam Robinson, I haven't really been a huge fan of him so far. And he, I was excited when they drafted him initially, because I felt like we were getting a steal in the second round, getting him, but he just can't seem to stay healthy. And he's had a lot of problems even when he's been healthy and playing. So I really think the Jaguars need to upgrade at left tackle. 
And then finally, over on the last page, um, I highlighted Denzel Mims, who Connor talked about. Uh, I could have had the Vikings take him as well when I did the the mock draft. I'm not really sure why I didn't. I guess I just got so thrown off by uh, T. Higgins getting selected, who I had my heart on for them. But Mims <laughs> is a very fast receiver that is uh, very quickly moving up the draft boards. And so he's an interesting prospect for me. It's going to be really interesting to see where he goes and – if you go somewhere where he's not necessarily going to be expected to be the number one, but be that kind of complimentary number two stretch the field guy, I think he could have a lot of success. So it'll be interesting to see what becomes of him. So those were the three players I wanted to highlight. Okay. And then Nate, you also had three players that you wanted to highlight. So go ahead and start us off with your first one over here. All right. So in my mock draft, I made a move that we didn't end up making uh, in our mark draft, but I had the Buccaneers trade up uh, with the Chargers to the sixth pick to go and get uh, Jedrick Wills. Um, I think the Buccaneers really need a top flight um, offensive lineman to protect Brady. Um, we addressed that in our draft um, at their regular pick at 14, but I think I do think Wills is a much um, I, I I think he's going to be a much better prospect than Beckton, so I think. Um, maybe they don't necessarily trade up to sixth, but I think on draft day we will see the Bucks trade up uh, to try and get someone like Wills for sure to um, improve their protection for Tom Brady next year. Um, and then moving back uh, into the later part of the draft, um, I made I actually made this pick in the real yeah. draft. <laughs> yeah, but um, Scott already kind of talked about it. But T. Higgins, um, not really one that a lot of analysts have talked about, but I think. Definitely, that could be a, a huge um, boost for Drew Brees. Hopefully, keep him, um, extend his, you know, effectiveness a little bit more. And then, um, last in my mock draft, I had Miami go and get Xavier McKinney, um, safety from Alabama. I do think that he's the best safety prospect in this draft. Um, I don't know who. I don't remember who picked him. If anybody picked him, um, he did. He was unpicked, actually. He was unpicked. Okay, yeah. So like. Yeah. I think I think a team will definitely like pick him in one of these um, late twenty picks. I think they're a little bit more like unpredictable in this area because there's like less definite needs um, and less obvious standout prospect. But I think he's the best safety prospect in this draft. I think that Miami could definitely use somebody like him on the back end of their defense, um, especially if they take if they end up taking Tua at the beginning of the draft. I think they should definitely address defense uh, in some regard at the end. So. Uh, those are my selections I want to talk about. All right, yep. And so that's going to wrap up our mock draft 1.0. We had this, we had the roast. So hopefully this is a fun episode for you guys. And I will do some more prospect scouting. As you can see there with the pictures, maybe I'll update, find some new pictures, and definitely fill out the rest of my board with prospects. Uh, like I said, don't, didn't want to give away all the surprises <laughs> here. But, uh, but yeah, so that'll wrap up mock draft 1.0. Thank you guys for listening. And remember, be clutch. Bye. See ya. Peace.